this out. You're listening to MusicVibe.com. Can you feel it? You're now tuned into Bars and Hoops Radio. Where the world of hip-hop and sports live. I mean, the family's all here today. We missing Tiny, but around the table we got Pop the Bearded One. Hollow. You know what I mean? Des Weir. Let's fight. And Zai Flitted Air. Let's argue. You heard? Word. Gentlemen, gentlemen, man. It's episode four. You know what I mean? We're doing well so far, man. It's a lot going on. We got a lot to talk about today. You know what I mean? We're going to start off with a little bit of the NFL. You know, we got to go back there, man, because of everything that, you know, we was talking about last week. We really didn't get a chance to go in the way that we wanted to. But I think we got a little bit of time this week, man, and we're going to touch back on some things, man. But first, before I hand it over to my man Pop, we're going to go over the NFL recap of the divisional playoff games yesterday. I know we got one unhappy camper around the table today. You know, he's a he's a Cowboys fan, but, um, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But that's my man, 50 grand. But, you know what I mean, the first game of the day, you know what I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs gave a shellacking. You know, to the Indianapolis Colts, man, a lot of people thought that the game would be a lot closer than what it really was. You know what I mean? Pat Mahomes in his first playoff game, you know, he uh, went 28 of 41 for 278 yards. You know, he had one rushing TD. Um, Damian Williams, he went crazy. You know, everybody was concerned because, you know, um, Kareem Hunt, you know, is no is no longer around. Mr. I beat women. Oh, you know, he's somewhere uh, chilling watching sheesh. the game. Yeah, sheesh. We don't we don't condone that that type of behavior over here. No not at bars and hoops. No, no, sir. It's not no, bars no, sir. and black eyes. Nah, right, facts. <laughs> not bars and black eyes. But Damian Williams filled in, you know, he carried the ball 25 times, rushed for 129 yards, and he had one touchdown. And you know, Tyreek Hill, he had eight receptions, 72 yards, one T D. So it was like business as usual. For the Chiefs, you know, at home, it was a lot of snow. They did well. And, you know, Andrew Luck, you know, on his comeback tour, he did well. He had, uh, he threw 19 for 36, 203 yards, one touchdown. Um, T.Y. Hilton, he had four receptions, 60 yards, one touchdown. Marlon Mack, who's had a fairly quiet day, nine carries for 46 yards. And, you know, they pretty much tried their best, but their best wasn't good enough, man. But I think they got a bright future with Frank Reich at the helm. And, you know, Andrew Luck getting healthy. And I think they're going to add on to what they did this year. Next year. Bell. Yeah, well, you Le'Veon know. Le'Veon Bell. You know, it's looking like they may they may try to give Le'Veon Bell the Colin Kaepernick treatment, which I hope they don't do because he defied the odds. He actually was one of the first players to sit out the whole year. Like, he threatened. Like, you know, everybody thought he was coming back week seven. Then it turned into the oh, week ten. Then he just didn't play. So a lot of a lot of owners and a lot of GMs around the league paid attention to that situation and you know the Steelers are a storied franchise man you know what I mean so him doing that it definitely didn't fare well for his future in the NFL but it remains to be seen because the Jets may need him and a couple other teams may need him but moving on to the game of the evening you know the uh, St. Louis Rams and the Dallas Cowboys you know what I mean Uh, the Rams they actually handled their business. The Cowboys made it a game. 
You know what I mean? They came back. You know, the, the score, the final score remained the same. 30 to 22. Oh, my God. Oh, look, we got the building. The all the time in the building. Union Square. Hip hop historian. Union Square. You was there. Huh? You was there? Yeah, yeah. Talking to your mic, big homie. But not to get off track. The Rams basically handled their business with the two-headed monster, C.J. Anderson, 23 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Todd Gurley carried the ball 16 times, rushed for 115 yards, and he also had one touchdown. As a total for the running game, they ran for 273 total rushing yards against the Cowboys. Everybody thought the Cowboys was going to do a better job on defense, but they didn't. But it looks like my man Zai want to chime in on that. Go ahead, Zai. So speak on behalf of your team, God. I don't know what happened, man. I, uh, oh, he sound like a defeated man. <laughs> talking to I'm your hurt. mic. I'm hurt, man. Put you some know, bass in I'm your hurt. tone. No, I don't. The defense was spent, man. They, they spent a lot of time on the field. Um, CJ Anderson came out of nowhere, man. I did, and they prepared for Todd Gurley, but Anderson came in there and ran circles around him. CJ, shout to CJ Anderson, to looking Anderson. like a savage beast. Last night, man. Whoa. I was Bro. like, whoa. I mean, what happened to Demarcus Lawrence? Everybody, we was in there playing, and I just Jason Garrett. Between all of that, man, I'm hurt, man. I'm demoralized, you know. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You'll be all right, man. But, you know, nonetheless, man, Dak Prescott showed up to play, man. He went 20 of 32, threw for 266 yards. He had two two touchdowns, one rushing, one passing. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he was a workhorse, 20 carries, but he only had 47 yards. One touchdown. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, six receptions, 65 yards, one touchdown. The Cowboys look good. Don't get me wrong. As everybody knows, I'm a Giant fan. You know what I mean? I'm a Giant fan. Yeah, we know. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm going to give them their credit. You know what I mean? I can't can't completely crap on them for, you know, not showing up yesterday. Yeah, they showed up because they came back. It could have easily been a blowout. You know what I mean? It could have easily been a blowout. But they showed some courage and some heart, man. But... That was the recap of yesterday's divisional games, man. I'm going to hand it over to my man, Pop, man, so he can get into this whole black head coaches, right. you know, the following week after Black Monday, man. Pop, speak on it, guys. Speak on it. First and foremost, Pop, bars and hoops. You got a problem with anything I'm about to say, call, give us a call, 516-280-7486. Hit us up. Bars That's all. Please listen to the radio. Please listen to the Facts. radio. Please. Now, listen. We're going to rewind the tape just a little bit. We're going to rewind the tape just a little there bit we go. last week. Now, last week we was talking about how we have our black coaches and things that was, that was I want to say, booted out of the league. And a lot of things, you know, and we're not going to sit here and call, you know, anybody racist. We're not going to get into any kind of tans or anything. But what I really want to say is this is just something that I feel like the NFL really need to pay attention to. Okay, so now let's take five of those coaches that was booted. Let's look where they at the next week after we done rewinded the tape. Hugh Jackson, no work. Not an interview, nothing. Bengals bounced them. They don't want nothing to do with them. Okay. Vance Joseph, very interesting. Vance. Defensive coordinator, allegedly yeah. going to be hired by the Cardinals. Okay, so now we're looking at that, right? Mm-hmm. Now we got Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, the Bucks now, going back with uh, Bruce Arians, where he originally came from. 
I know a lot of yeah. people. I know a lot of people were scared of that Cardinals job because they only had that dude there for one season. And, and they and they were saying a lot of people were scared to take that job because the job is no still security. vacant. No security. The job is still vacant. There you go. So now we got to look at Marvin Lewis. No job. He's not working, right? <clears throat> and Mr. Steve. Lewis, he is going to be called for defensive coordinator of the Browns, allegedly. 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 Crazy. Crazy. So now that leads me to my other point. Now, we was having this conversation about you got uh, the coach of the, of the uh, Rams right now. And he's one of those guys, he was an offensive coordinator, you know, offensive-minded individual. And I can't lie, my, my, little, my little bit of time watching in the NFL, and I've been watching NFL for, I want to say about 20 years now. A lot of the offensive coordinators seem to, do, seem to make better coaches. But when you really look at it, a lot of the black NFL coaches were defensive coordinators. And yes. the more I started to think about that, I was like, well, you know, and chime in, fellas, if y'all really think I'm wrong on this. When you really think about it, when you look at the league, you don't really see a lot of offensive offensive coordinators that are black, right? And why do you yeah. think that is? That's crazy, yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Tell, tell us why. Tell, tell, I'm going to tell you why, and you tell me what you think yeah. of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. How that is bars and who? Listen, there hasn't been a lot of black NFL quarterbacks that has a lot to do with it. Yes. If you look at a lot of these coaches, a lot of them came up on the defensive side of the ball because that's the only way they could get in. They didn't, they didn't have a lot of black NFL quarterbacks 20 years ago. So now, even the prominent ones are not, are not no kind of coach. Randall Cunningham, not a coach. Warren Moon, not a coach. So now that just lets you know, like, how are they supposed to be offensive minded when they had to be on the defensive side of the ball almost unless you was a running back or wide receiver Word. so now they can't make that transition offensively and they yeah. are going to be doomed to be defensive coordinators yeah what do you think of that i agree i definitely agree and and the reason why i, I agree because actually one of the head coaches one of the only few black head coaches left that's actually playing right now in New England. I'm gonna give you a little history of who Anthony Lynn is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anthony Lynn is a former running back and is a current head coach of the LA, LA Chargers. Yes. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. Shout out to Anthony Lynn. Let's get it. He began his professional career with the Denver Broncos in 2000 as a special teams assistant. Wow. You know what I mean? Then offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills before he became the head coach of the Chargers. So. That speaks to kind of what you're saying. So the reason why he's a head coach right now is because he had some real experience on the offensive side of the ball. This is his second season in in San Diego and in, in L.A. Pardon yes. me. And I, I, go ahead, go ahead, because you know what? Hold, hold the on. more you digging on that, oh, there's a couple cut, things I want to do. I didn't mean to cut y'all off or anything like that. All right, uh -huh. so we got we got Jones, Miss Jones. Renice Jones on my live. Shout out to Miss Renice Jones. She's saying that you're right. She's like, she's agreeing with you 100%. Yeah, but I, what I need you to do, though, I need y'all to tune in yes. to musicvibe.com. That's M-U-Z-I-C-K vibe.com. Or to tune in. Tune in and, as well. And call. The number yeah. is 516-280-7486. Let's yeah. go. So, now, I'm glad that we brought this up. You know what I mean? Because 
the brothers on TV right now, I mean, it's looking real shaky right now in New England, but I kind of was riding with them. You know what I mean? And and I want the narrative to be uh-huh. the Chargers versus the Rams in the Super Bowl. And the reason why is because all of these changes that happened this offseason was because of that man in L.A., the Rams, Sean McVay. Yes. Everybody is going to his coaching tree now. Everybody that came up under him, they're running to him now. Right. They're picking all of these offensive coordinators from college because they want to find the next McVay. Right. It would be it would be a great storyline in the Super Bowl if it's now a minority head coach, uh-huh. one of the few that's left. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it can kill that whole McVay narrative that you only have to be a quarterback whisperer in order to, you know, make it to the promised land and possibly win an NFL championship, man. Right now, it's not looking too good in New England. They're getting scraped. They're getting scraped right now. <laughs> but I hope that I'm wrong because I'm rooting for the brother, man. But, you know, it's it's sad, man. It's sad that, right, like Stephen A. said, man, out of 32 head coaching jobs, we only got two. Well, yeah. well I'll put it like this. Two. Can I, can I Go ahead, chime Dad, in on chime this? Chime in, my brother. Yeah. You got to understand, too, like, sports is just another figment of, like, how society works. Yeah. You know, the quarterback is, has the major role on any team. Yes. So, you got to think about how society how society is. So, how, how many how many quarterbacks is in probably in the NFL were, like, what, 15, 12? Uh, I mean, maybe? there's a lot more. I don't even, even want to go off the top of the head, but right. I know Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And speaking of that, we may have two more coming in. This year. Oh. And, and this is going to be very interesting. Go ahead, Pop. Oh. I'm going to get to that. Oh, I'm, I'm loving where we're going right now. Yeah. Bars and Hoops, give us a call. 516-280-7486. Stop playing. Yeah. Pick up the phone. Word. Because I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready to get in with y'all. Ready to man. argue. I'm, I'm, I'm on my man Zaza right now. We are ready to argue. Let's, Let's get it. <laughs> so now, we're we going to get into, like I said, when we when you get into the coach, you start really digging and you start to notice that a lot of these guys that are decent defensive coordinators are not making it. And, yeah. you know, you got to really look at that. They have not been on the offensive side of the ball. I'll say again. Yeah. Now, there's another coach that's coming up in the ranks, and I hope he get hired because I love to see my brothers make it. We're going to say his name is Brian Flores. He's a linebacker coach from the Patriots, uh-huh. and the Dolphins are heavily considering him to bring him in as a head coach. That'll be a great look. But is it not what I just said? He's a linebacker coach. Yeah. He's going to come in. Yeah. I hope he does well. I hope you deny that the history that has been coming out. But I hope he does well. But if he doesn't, it's the same narrative. How do and, we change this? Yeah, it sucks. And I, I've been listening to a lot of um, sports talk radio and a lot of um, media outlets and talking heads. And a lot of them were saying that, you know, there's not a lot of... Um, like 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 Des said, quarterbacks that are willing to become offensive coordinators. It's a lot of defensive guys that's looking to become head coaches. Yeah. The only the only African American uh, quarterback whisperer that they have right now in the league is Byron Leftwich, and he's the former quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. And he had that old school old school quarterback game. He wasn't as he can run, he can scramble. He but he can throw the ball as well. And and it reminds me of the kid that's on um, the Giants radar coming out of college this Ooh. year, Mr. Dwayne Haskins from Ooh. New Jersey. He wants to be a part of the Giants organization, and I hope that they do take him. Which leads me to my point. Being that, and I'm playing, I know I got to be that guy today on Sunday. Yes, I got to play the race card. Let's do it. Let's do it. Don't get mad at me. You want to talk, you feel like chiming in, 516-280-7486. What I'm about to say may get a lot of people upset, 
and say that I'm playing a race car. Let's argue. Let's argue, for real. Call but coming out of the uh, NCAA <laughs> this year, yes, there's two dominant quarterbacks, right? I'm going to give you one. And this is the guy I just was talking about, Dwayne Haskins. You know, Dwayne Haskins is six foot three, 218 pounds. He passed for 4,831 passing yards wow. this year. 50 touchdowns. He broke Drew Brees' uh, single-season single yard and touchdown record in the Big Ten this year. He was a 2019 champion of the Rose Bowl slash MVP. 2018 Big Ten Player of the Year. Big Ten champion, 2017, 2018. You know what I mean? And then the second guy who just declared himself eligible for the NFL draft is Mr. Kyler Murray. He, he declared? Yeah, he declared. Oh, he declared. He declared. He's so good. he's 5'10". Now, the knock on him is he's too short, but everybody said that. Johnny Menzel was too short, and Baker Mayfield, too short, and Russell Wilson is also too yeah. short. So now Kyler Murray's 5'10", 195 pounds. Passed for 4,361 yards, 42 touchdowns. He was drafted in this this um pass uh, MLB draft. He yeah. was drafted by the Oakland A's. You know what I mean? He's a football and basketball star. He's a Deion Sanders type of guy. Um, 2018 Heisman Trophy winner, the AP 2018 Player of the Year, the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, first team All American in 2018. Now, with the stats that I just laid out to you guys, you guys will easily say that these two are the best two quarterbacks coming into the league this year. Correct? Yes, right. sir. Yeah, Correct? Yes, but, sir. But, but to a lot of the so-called professionals and the, the, the pundits on these big sports talk shows and TV shows. Second round, third round. They're saying that a guy from Duke by the name of Daniel Jones, who's 6'5", 220 pounds, Wow, that's crazy. He's only passed for 2,674 yards. He only passed for 22 touchdowns. He was a 2018 Independent Bowl MVP. Now, his stats don't compare anything to the two gentlemen that I just named before him. Why are they projecting him to come off the board first as quarterback? Well, this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you this. We're going to take it back a little bit. We're going to rewind the tape a little bit. Let's Do y'all remember when Cam Newton was coming out and Blaine Gabbard was coming out? Oh, the Panthers oh. had number one. Jaguars had number two pick. And and Mel Kuyper, yeah, I'm calling y'all out. ESPN, Mel right. Kuyper, y'all was saying Cam Newton, need to, the highest he need to go is second round. I'm glad the Panthers didn't listen to y'all because y'all was saying that Blaine Gabbard is going to be the quarterback of the future. He's going to be the man. There's no reason why he need to go behind Cam Newton. You know what happened? He turned around. The, the Panthers took Cam Newton. Anyway, he ended up winning Offensive Rookie of the Year that year. And on top of that, Blaine Gabbard is nowhere to be found nowhere at this moment right found. now. He was, matter of fact, I think the last time it was sighting was him. He was playing on the Tennessee Titans yep. bench, and I don't know if he's there. Yeah. They always knew the man had happy feet. How are you going to say that he's a better quarterback than Cam Newton? They, they really, and then they did the same thing with RG3 and Andrew Love. Yeah. I'm not going to keep speaking these truths. We're not calling them racist. All I'm saying is they need to pay attention to some of the things that they are doing. They are out here trying to preach that the African-American quarterback is not cerebral enough yeah, yeah. to be out here wow, throwing like, the football around with some of their Caucasian counterparts. They're doing the IQ yeah. test in football now. Exactly. Facts. So now, 
So now you turn around, you look about 15 years later. Now look, now you have offensive-minded coaches who happen to be white and defensive-minded coaches who happen to be black. And now the offensive coaches are the ones that are getting these head coaching jobs. I believe this started 15, 20, 30 years ago when these guys were not considered to play those offensive roles because they was black and they thought they wasn't cerebral enough to get out there and throw the ball. If you are a quarterback for a team, who's the person that you really going to listen to? Somebody that never really, really been in your shoes or somebody who has? Facts. So now, if, 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 if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a quarterback, I'm going to listen to the guy... Okay, you know what? He probably didn't play the greatest quarterback, but he was a quarterback. He know exactly what I'm looking at. When I'm looking at that blitz, he know what to look at. But a defensive-minded coach is like, yo, listen, I'm going to leave that to the offensive coordinator and let them do what they got to do. Right. Call up here, 516-280-7486. I want to argue with somebody today. Right. Now, I want to hear that phone ring today. Right. Because I want Cass to understand that, again, we're not, calling them, we're not calling them racist. This is something that they really need to pay attention to. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. Go ahead. Because predominantly the quarterback position was a quote unquote white position, right? Yes, black indeed. people were delegated to running backs, wide receivers. Thank you. Defensive um, backs. Defensive back, linebackers, this and that. And as far as the quarterback position, you had a you had a few white wide receivers here, but predominantly white white quarterbacks. Exactly. That's why now when we see a white wide receiver, we be like. <laughs> and and and, and it's, it's not it's not it's not a, a racist comment. It's really yeah. not. It's it's just that this is how we've been conditioned to believe how football is supposed to be. Yeah. It, it's sad when you look at quarterbacks like Teddy Bridgewater, big winner when he came out of his school. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, big winner. How did they fall so far down the draft? Knock on Lamar was he wasn't an in-the-pocket quarterback. He's, and, he's an on-the-go quarterback. So like what does that say? Of, they don't believe he can throw in the pocket. They Keep don't believe he day. can think well enough to throw it yeah. in the pocket. That's a fact. Yeah. So now, when you look at now, you, you look at some of the coaches that are being hired. Yes, I got to throw the New York Jets. Somebody bring the bus in here because the bus is coming. Yeah. I'm waiting for the bus. We're waving it down. Yep. Listen. They gonna get rid of Todd Bowles. Okay, fine. If that's what you want to do, the man finally got a rookie quarterback probably that he can work with. You don't even give him a shot. That's fine. You're gonna bring Adam Gason from the Miami Dolphins? Now, now. Uh-uh. And I'm a, I'm a play fair because I'm, I'm a fair player. I'm gonna be a team player here. I'm not gonna just say that every decision that was made was a questionable one. Now, as far as Adam Gase is concerned, three years ago, he was the hottest name out there. You know what I mean? When he first came to Miami, they made the playoffs. Yeah. The second year, Ryan Tannehill got hurt. Yeah. He was dealing with, he had to bring in a guy by the name of Jay Cutler. You know what I mean? Everybody free knows money. the history. Everybody, yeah, free money. Everybody <laughs> knows the history of Jay Cutler. And then after that, you know, a couple of, he, from what I hear, his um he has his specific guys that he would, just like anybody. That's like with any company or anybody that comes in, they're going to have their people. Yeah. So he came in and he had his favorites, and that kind of rubbed the locker room wrong, and he lost the team. And this is why they let him go. Now, for the Jets, this may be a good move, especially with the fact that <laughs> with the fact that they're going to bring in um, um, Williams from um, the Cleveland um, Browns. You know, well, remember, he's the original. Greg Brown, Williams. Greg Williams, the original Downey Gate dude. Yeah, yeah. Original, you know what I mean? I'll pay you if you kill yeah, him. Yeah, facts. <laughs> now, with, for the Jets, that's good because they, they got some dogs on defense. Ain't that right, JLJ? 
Let me hear Jake. Huh? Yes, sir. You yeah. already know. Yeah. The Jets got some dogs. <laughs> listen, I'm, listen, I'm waiting for y'all to mess up. Go yeah. ahead, yeah. 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 The Jets got some dogs. I ain't going to lie. You know what I mean? Jamal Adams is a stud. You know what I mean? And and with a guy like uh, Greg Williams coming in, man, giving the defense that type of um, that type of attitude mm-hmm. and um and, and identity, mm-hmm. I think that the Jets are gonna do well next year on the defensive end. Now offensively, I don't know. You know what I mean? Sam Darnold, he's good. You know what I mean? They need some receivers. Yeah. This year they underachieved though, and that's the reason why they got rid of Tar Bowles as well because they didn't perform. To his identity. He's a defensive head coach, but their defense was was a suspect. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Do you think he got along with the quarterback? Of course he did. The quarterback is a rookie. He ain't gonna come in and just start farting on his coach. Like he ain't, you know what I mean? <laughs> he ain't do nothing. You can't say that. Look at Hugh Jackson and um Nah, but Johnny Manziel is I mean Johnny Manziel. Baker um, Mayfield. Baker, Baker Mayfield is definitely that type of guy, he has that type of personality. That's why they kind of didn't want him in New York because mm. of that. You know what I mean? Mm. He got that volatile. He's cocky. Yeah, he's cocky, very cocky. You know and, what I mean? And not for nothing, not to, not to cut you off. Baker uh. Mayfield knew what kind of situation he was walking into. Fact. He understood that. Yo, you know what? I got to win or else. And on top of that, they're gonna kind of take what I give them because they think I could bring him uh, going there and win. They was calling That's him Johnny Benzel 2.0. That's a fact. You know? I mean, but when you think about some of the things he was doing, he was he was actually. Out there shooting TV shows and stuff like that, talking about the draft, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. 516-280-7486, call up, bars and hoops, ready to argue. Watch the Browns tank next year. And at 230. So? Yes. 2.30, we're gonna have the JOJ mix. My, you know, 10 I mean, minute mini mix. You know what I mean? That's right. Go ahead. I think they overachieved. I think they definitely overachieved. I had I believe that if Jackson started him and kept him as a starting QB. They might have won a few more games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could so, be right. So let's 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 switch gears a little bit before we get off this NFL topic because I think this is an interesting point yes. that we might overlook, and I don't want to overlook it. And I get, I definitely want to get you guys' opinion on this. Antonio Brown. I think it was somebody in his clown of the week. Yeah, he, he, was, he was a clown for somebody in his. So now. Clown of the week. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers owner basically came out and said that it doesn't look like he'll be returning next year. What are your takes on that, man? And where do you think he will end up going and where is he needed? Okay. Yes. I can't. I, I was hoping you was going to do this. I was hoping because, yes, he was. Uh-huh. My clown of the week. Uh-huh. I believe he's a clown. Uh-huh. But I got to say, I think the first place he's going to end up, and you want my honest opinion, and yes, I know y'all ain't going to agree with me, but we're going to run with it, the Raiders. <laughs> Watch him end up with the Raiders. You know why? Because they always take second-level talent. Or they take talent the that Raiders. was great and somebody that can't control themselves. Raiders. Watch what I say. Raiders. Hey, no trade. They, they're going to end up getting Derek Carr and replace and use Ooh. him to replace oh, Ben God. Roethlisberger. That's great. Watch. Great Pittsburgh. So? <laughs> yeah, ain't forget about you, Ben. We got you, You know ben. what I'm saying? We heard about how you get down out there in Pittsburgh. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? That's why Antonio Brown tight now, because they let you walk around like you the sheik. The sheik of... of, 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 of uh, of uh, Abu Dhabi or something. Really? You like a magic carpet out I, there. Yeah. The whole team is going into the toilet right now. They Listen. lost their prominent, one of the best wide receivers, if arguably the best wide receiver in the league and running back. Yeah. And Ben is on his way out. Yeah, Ben is Mike definitely Tomlin on his way is going to be the fourth one to go. That's my guy, man. Whoa. Nah, no. Woo, don't without, do that. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to keep it Tomlin. real. I'm going to keep no. it real. Without those, the team's going to be not going to be great at all. I and tell you and what, guess right. who gets hit first? The Listen. coach. 
He he survived a very long time, and I don't think he's going anywhere. Because they were winning. I don't think he's going anywhere. He they was got taking Dayquil at night. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and if you look at it, the team the, the team in Tampa, he's getting blamed for a lot of that yes. on Sports Radio. Yes. Yes. And, and not for nothing, if you if you talk to any Steelers fan, they really blame him for a lot of their losses, uh, bad calls. What yeah. about when they went for the fake field goal and they on their own third? Yeah. I was like, wow, Mike, <laughs> big reach, Mike. I know where you going with that one, Mike. Yeah. But it was wrong. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they're gonna blame that man. He's yeah. definitely. I, you know what's up? You, we, we may have to take nah, a bet on that yeah, one. Yeah. Sit that one on the side. He, he was out there playing like he playing Madden for real. Like, <laughs> he was making Madden calls. You know, we got the fourth down rule. You got to kick it on fourth down, bro. <laughs> going for it. You know what bro, I'm saying? Bro. But I think that Antonio Brown, man, they projecting him to go to either San Francisco or Atlanta because Atlanta doesn't want to pay Julio Julio Jones. They don't want to pay Julio Jones. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Yeah, because they, he's always hurt, for one. He's always hurt. Remember, I'm a fantasy football guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm a Giant fan. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get How you say it, Alan? How you say it, Lamarcus? Let, no, hold on. Let's not get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? And Tony, I mean, Julio Jones is hurt every year, man. He's always hurt. That toe. Yeah, and yeah, he, the toe is always a problem with him, and they just don't want to pay him. You know what I mean? He's been there for a while, and then they drafted Calvin Ridley. You know what I mean? He's the, the successor. He's more than welcome in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a more great second welcome. fiddle to Odell in New York. Oh, no. That'll never happen. Whoa. But if it did. Scott pulling up in Rolls Royces to practice dudes hating on him. You know what I'm saying? We coming through with Odell, furs Odell, and Odell, rabbits Odell, and chinchillas. Huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they, they both definitely like to share that spotlight. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. Like I said. As Two long as we looking at the we looking at the black coaches, uh-huh. as long as we looking at the black coaches, this is I wanted to shout out Anthony Lynn. Shout and out Anthony Lynn. I know y'all out here losing right now, seven to twenty-eight. Ooh, but I also wanted to say congratulations to you because you are the first African American coach of that organization yeah. in fifty-six years. Boy. Again, just Boy. a little bit, of, just a little bit on you. Boom. Talk about full circle, pressure. full circle, straight Whoa. pressure, full circle. So good luck so to on, him, man. So on that note, we gonna head into the DJ JOJ mini mix. The number again to call up is 516-280-7486. That's right. Music vibe, radio, bars and hoops. We on the check in. You're listening to MusicVibe.com. Can you feel it? You're now tuned into Bars and Hoops Radio. Where the world of hip-hop and sports live. Let's go, yo. Bars and Hoops, let's go. I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. Who got me? We on the radio, dude? Yeah. Oh, all right. The here. At night, I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls closing in, getting bigger I'm paranoid, sleeping with my finger on the trigger My mother's always stressing I ain't living right But I ain't going out without a fight See, every time my eyes close I start sweating and blood starts coming out my nose It's somebody watching the act But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back I can see them when I'm deep in the covers When I awake, I hear a car burning rubber He owns a black hat like I own a black suit and a cane like my own Some might say take a chill beat But I can't G Cause there's somebody trying to kill me I'm popping in the grip when the wind blows Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window Investigating the joint for traps Checking my telephone for taps 
I'm staring at the woman on the corner. It's messed up when your mind's playing tricks on you. Now who's next when Ed's flexing? I'm the bread and you are just a crumb off. Jerking your Jimmy, Mr. Still, it come off. I'm from Roxbury, the berry, but not the fruit, y'all. Don't make me act like where I come from, cause it's brutal. Hold my bone in a zone that's neutral. Soon to be large, the whole nine yards, but I ain't suit, y'all. Suckers be swearing that they're staring, is gonna scare me. Look, but don't touch, and if you do, be prepared, G, to go out. Just like your first day off punishment, the Bulldogs, Roxbury, and Boston is what I represent. The Black United leaders living directly on grooving sounds. At first, you didn't know us, but now it's like you put me down. We didn't get in there so you can get in with us. You wasn't down when we was riding the bus. So put on your Adidas and step off. I got to have I'm with it, simply sued, well moved, vinyl like glue, transistors are never more shown, like wind vocal flow brings it all down in ruins, due to a clue of a naughty noise called fuck Now introduced, drums are heard sounding off in each and every person. 
local confetti is thrown at top stage. Roses and violets on top of what throwing for a show and appreciation. Why? This is a daisy age. Hands won't sweat, cause there's no threat. Michael stay dry while wings are so loose. Rhymes aren't fables, but stable to be on time. Cause they market to end labels, speak up hostile loose. The stitch will fit with every consumer. Microphone use in self will start blooming. Profit and cost could never be lost or due to a clue of a naughty noise called plug Discover the soul brother with the mechadon Working brunette to blonde How many Edison con when I respond in full black With us having to Vernon villains back to back Amazing grace when I face the great We live y'all, hit us up 516-280-7486 Here we go y'all, come on, let's go balls I relax, get a back twisted in the unlisted I'm living through my son so daddy see it this way I want him in the NFL, his brother in the NBA No doubt I'm with a piece down in Mecca All crazy to the late Eve, none of this is make-believe I breathe some of the most Powerful lyrics of our century Battle physically, conquer mentally, yeah. essentially You're dealing with a mecca affair So anywhere you want to go, you know I'll take so you there Jimmy shining, or better yet, a ruby somewhat like a sapphire. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to live action. Yo. You know what I mean? So now we come to our infamous punchline segment. You know what I mean? I'm going to let our, our punchline analyst, specialist, super trainer, Dez Weir, talk about you know the happenings in the boxing world, man. Yes. Dez, go ahead, man. Set yes. it off, man. Let's fight. There let's you fight. go. Fight. Let's fight. <laughs> fight. So let's, uh, you know, first thing I want to talk about is Derek Lewis. Versus Alistair Overeem. I mean, I've been hearing about speculation about this fight that, that might come into fruition. Um, you know, my prediction about that is it's going to be who Ching going to get cracked or who going to run out of gas. When I say gas and stamina, yeah. I say Derek Lewis because he got a good punch, but he has no win. Yeah, and Alistair Overeem, Chin has been tested. Every time he get, you know, every time he get cracked, his legs just go. So, yeah. I don't know. Call up and... You know, let us know. Yeah, the mute. The number is 516-280-7486. Musicvibe.com. Bars and Hoops Radio. Now, you just talked about Derek Lewis, man. I, I, You know, I haven't really been following him, but I looked at the fight the other day, and he looks pretty sharp, but he does keep his arms down a little bit too much for me. And if he fights against a guy that got skills and can punch, good he night. might get dry. Yeah, good night for he, he him. Got, he got to lay off the Popeyes. Yeah. That's what I oh, think. He got to lay off the Popeyes. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he got a Popeyes endorsement. Though, but. Oh, Popeyes yeah. endorsement? Yeah. Boy, okay, okay. <laughs> so moving down the um, list, man. What about um Caleb Plant versus Jose Oskatagi? I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, We're but, just going to say Oots. So give us a little insight on who those guys are, man. Um, Caleb Plant is a, is, um, a prospect from... Um, from Tennessee. Okay. So he's a guy that's Tennessee. Shout out to Young Buck. Yes. I believe he's 20 and old right now. Very, Ooh. very, very slick fighter. Okay. Very, very good legs. Um, very good old school fundamentals. Uh -huh. And uh Uzgas is from uh, South America. I believe he's from Venezuela. He's Ooh. a very he's a puncher. Okay. Um, very, very awkward. Um, Must break you. You know, he's very, very awkward. But I feel, you know, and anybody can call up and and debate me on this, but I feel Caleb Plant's slickness and footwork is gonna make him Make make um uh, Jose look very very one dimensional. I think he's gonna come forward. He's gonna throw bombs. Uh, Caleb Plant's gonna use a slick jab. 
I think Caleb Plant might have to slow down on his movement a little bit to save his energy because he's going 12 rounds and it's for his first belt uh -huh. at 168 pounds. 168? Super, super middleweight. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think people should tune into that one because I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I'm more excited about this than Brona Pacquiao, honestly. I think Caleb Plant is going to dominate <laughs> 168. And that's that's the next thing. So talk a little bit about the Brona Pacquiao situation, man. What, what's your thoughts on that fight? Me, I think that Pacquiao going to lay Brona out. See, immediately. See the thing about immediately. it. Immediately. See the thing about it. We don't know what Brona can do right now because we don't know the pressure on his back. Yeah. When that money start talking, guys start really, you know, digging deep. You know, he got a potential to make a hundred million dollars, not for this fight, but as a total career um, amount of money. Now I say with Pacquiao, Pacquiao just can't fight dumb. Like oh, he's man. forty years oh, old. We got a call. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Let's Music fight. Music Radio. Who's this? And no cursing. Music vibe. Who's this? Oh, Yo, you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you now. What, what, I'm on live. I got done live. I got a watch party on my phone. You got a watch party on your phone? <laughs> yeah, 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 who, yeah, is who is this? Who is this? Join me. Y'all a little loud. No profanity, man. No profanity. What's going on, Rob? Talk to us. <laughs> I ain't cursing, man. What's going on? I hear y'all talk about all these black quarterbacks and black coaches, man. Y'all totally forgot about Anthony Lynn. Like, he wasn't in the playoffs. Y'all had that big statement about all these black quarterbacks getting fired. So he going to get fired after this? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't getting fired after this game. How he gonna get fired after this game? I'm just saying, y'all was, was giving all the other ones grief talk about that they was getting fired because they losing. And that's what I've been trying to tell y'all. It ain't got nothing to do with no color. They got everything to do with their um, they progress on the court. I mean, on, on the field. field. They not winning. They not producing. They got to go. No matter if you black or white. That's Drew Brees. Drew Brees getting his second ring, man. Stop fronting. Listen, man. Drew Brees, come on. Listen. Stop. You see so, what Brady So wrong. So wrong. Stop acting like, stop acting like we don't always be there, kid. Every year, last five years, last four years. Yo, man, listen, man. We, 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 we know that the point. NFL, we know that the NFL helps you guys. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, we know that they help the Patriots out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yo, 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 Rod, your conference is the worst joke ever in the NFL, man. Y'all got the weakest conference. Yeah, man. the weakest conference wow, in the NFL, wow. brother. The Jets, wow, the Bills, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's terrible. You know what I mean? That conference is terrible. Listen, man. They doing well right now. Listen, man. So, Rod, make make your point about black quarterback, because I like your insight on that. Speak a little bit more about that, Rod. About, Please do. Uh, about yo, the Kaepernick yo, situation. Go ahead. Black. Black quarterbacks is not, is, is not, that's not our position. We're running back and we're um, defensive players. Uh, and we've been uh, doing this long as um, Taylor. Sheesh. Hold on. Come the, on. From, from the inner town. So how, many not... white, how many white running backs and white um, defensive players <laughs> yeah. are they that was good? Christian McCaffrey's right. good. He's white. I was, I was just about to go there. Now, here's a, now here's a, all right, I hear you, caller. First off, you know what I'm saying? This is okay. pop, bars and hoops. What's going on? What's going I was on? hoping somebody was going to call and say that. So, in your opinion, do you feel like we can't play those positions? Or, like, what do you think? I think we're too athletic to play them positions. That's my, that's my that opinion. That makes it even better, though. Right. If you're athletic. It's this is why Michael Vick was you, dangerous. It's not even better. It's just like LeBron James. When you take, when you're doing too much,
much, you're taking away from somebody else. The white quarterbacks give the other players a chance to get the ball. Look at them. Look at look at Tom Brady right now. Everybody that's playing <laughs> touch the ball. Yo, but how can you anybody touch how can everybody touch the ball if you run the majority of the but, time? But at the end of the day, the game is changing, Rodney. The the quarterbacks have to be more athletic. It's no more it's no longer a league of a sitting duck quarterback. Thank you have you. to be athletic. The defenses are too good. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Look at look at look at Mahomes. Let's take a let's take Mahomes as a prime example. And he's in y'all and y'all not getting past him. Yeah, right. listen, man. Now when you look at Mahomes, Mahomes is a, is a very mobile quarterback. He throws balls sidearm and everything like that, right? Now, yeah. let's say for instance, that doesn't that doesn't favor a Michael Vick. That doesn't his his Michael style Vick of football does not won. favor All Michael Vick. You could name one. Randall Cunningham. Michael Never Vick, won. Doug Williams won a, won a Super Bowl. But you don't think that they Doug ever won because... did not run in that Super Bowl. But he, he won a Super Bowl. What, this is what we talking what about. Huh? Listen. Oh, we got another oh, we got call. Another Let's call. get it. All right, yeah. Bro, call, Yo, Tyran, man, call, call up. I see in. you. Tyran, call up, man. Stop playing, man. Call up. 516. Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Oh, okay, you go. Okay, okay. But listen, bro. <laughs> listen, man. You can't say that we can't play that position, man. That's a slap in the face, man. That's saying that that no, goes with the old saying of people saying, saying that we're not I'm cerebral not enough to play quarterback. Play. Man, that's I called reverse racism, man. man. That's reverse, reverse racism. Reverse racism, facts. Yeah, facts. Word. Rob, man, enjoy your victory this week, man. Y'all done next week. Hey, yo, Rob, man. Good looking or calling up, bro. We gonna get up this week though, for sure. You know I'm gonna call y'all after the game. I'm acting no. like you. <laughs> 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 they all here getting All right, Rod. All right. Next caller. Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? This is Jonah. Jonah. My boy, John Guevara. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. What's your question? What's your question? My question is, uh, who's the two teams for the Super Bowl? Who's the two teams for the Super Bowl? Ah. Man, well, I ain't going to even lie, man. I'm going to sit up here and give you what my predictions was because I'm, I'm that guy. I'm a stand-up guy. I thought that the Chargers and the Rams would be in the Super Bowl, but right now it looks like New England is wrecking my my picks. What about y'all, Seven fellas? to 35. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have to go with Kansas City versus the Saints. Same I here. think that's what it's going to be. I think Kansas City – is going to play the Saints in the Super yep. Bowl. I believe, and that's going to be one of the most greatest Super Bowls we've ever seen outside of the wrong. ones that my Giants won. Oh, shots. shots. Oh, bang, wow. bang, wow. shots. But Word. I believe that's who it's going to be. It's going to be Kansas City and the Saints. But who was who your predictions, Jonah? Damn, man. I want, I want these Rams out here to win that Super Bowl, baby. You put it in me. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Yo, Vajona, thank you for the call, bro. We appreciate you. Yeah, um, Word. so man, I'm sorry to cut go you ahead, off. But man says, um, I like to give a shout out to Andre Oates. Yo, call in, download shout the Shout out to app, Andre Oates. You know, music, musicvibe.com. His response was, we are a superior race. We're a superior we are, race. Yeah, we are capable of playing any position. That's a fact. Anywhere. And, and we are dominating everything. That's, my, that's exactly what he's saying. How man. my man Old Dirty Bastard said it, the black man is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Word up, man. But 
Not to stray away from what we were talking about with the punchline segment, man. Back to Dez, man. Your thoughts on the, um, I guess that's Amir Khan versus Carl Crawford. Uh, 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 Crawford. Crawford versus Amir Khan. Amir I wish Khan I, and Crawford? Which, uh. which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm talk more about that. I told people many, many years ago, and a lot of people didn't believe me, five years ago, I said Terrence Crawford is right after Floyd Mayweather. Now, the thing is, wow. Amir Khan, even though he got eggshells for a chin, I, I still, I still, I still feel, I still feel that his experience, his experience will bring Terrence Crawford to a new level. I like, um, you know, um, Leon Muhammad, um, very, very, very brilliant and former fighter and very big name in boxing. Yes. Um, he talked about Amir Khan will probably lose to. Crawford, okay. but Craw- but the speed of Amir Khan and the different looks Khan will give Crawford. He's the fastest guy at 147. Okay. I think that will bring. I agree with him. It will bring uh-huh. him to the elite level. I don't feel Errol Spence can do anything really with this type of Crawford. I want these fighters. Spence. The Boy. reason why the reason why I say that is because he's he's dealing with the nightlight. Rona, Rona, Javante, all them guys that drink and balloon up. Oh, Errol Spence, Errol Spence. He said that he drink. I wait. I'm a light heavyweight. Drinking and boxing ain't no. It's not a good combination. <laughs> I'm Just a light, like drinking right. and driving. I'm a light heavyweight. I'm six foot two, maybe six one. I uh, walk around 188 pounds. Errol Spence is five nine, walking around 185 pounds. When you see him and Crawford talking, like he balloons yeah. up. A lot of guys that go out and party and all that stuff, uh-huh. they do that. So Crawford, to me. He, 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 he'll, he's just gonna run circles around him. He's gonna get, he's gonna make him get set in the rhythm, and he's gonna beat him. Now back to Amir Khan. Uh-huh. It's not. Is he gonna get knocked out? It's a high chance with Crawford being kind of awkward and switching from southpaw to, 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 to. Isn't Amir Khan super old though? Like how nah. old is Amir Khan? Amir Khan now? is 30, 32. He's, now, I'm thirty one. Last about to be time I remember Amir Khan, he took a wild beating. I don't think I've really seen him. Again. Yeah, who I beat the brakes off Amir Khan? Somebody beat the. I mean, the yeah. last guy. That, out of him. I mean, the last guy that beat him up was was Canelo. Canelo knocked him up, but but that's like taking a, a, a middleweight and making him fight a welterweight. Gotcha. I mean, guys there to be great, but you know. A good, a great little guy is always going to lose to a great big guy. He yeah. just got outmanned. I mean, Canelo literally picked him but up he, off the ground. He made it. He so, made his choice. So I also see that you have um, Errol Spence versus Mikey Mikey Garcia. That's a fight that's in the works, or what? Um, yeah, that's a fight that's working right now. Um, before before I even say anything, everybody uh-huh. tune in. Um, please call. Let's fight. 516-280-7486. Please call up, because it's live. I'm going to keep it very limited. Yeah, okay? for those for those on the Facebook live and then watching us live, man, the number to call in is 516-280-7486. One more time. Now, 516-280-7486. Call up. Call, call up. Call up. Call in. Hold up. They also can download the app. Yes. Y'all can also download the app, which yes. is musicvibe.com. That's M-U-Z-I-K vibe.com. Yeah, we're so on tune download in. the app we're on, for free. Tune in, Google Play. Oh, oh, we got a call. Oh, let's go. Right. We got a call. Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Danalo, what's up, man? Danalo, what's going on, my brother? What's happening? Nothing much, man. Just watching this, this blowout game. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't tell me you were, you a Patriots fan, too? No. Absolutely not. I'm a Giants fan. Oh, all right. Let's I was about go. to say. That's Shout what to the New about, York man. Giants, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are you called Danilo? Let's get to the real trap. Let's get to the real. Let's argue. Why you called, man? You called to get at me? I, I called to get at the Patriots. I want. I wanted them to lose this game, but it's not happening. 
But I gotta say this though, football is always yeah, a tale of two halves. It ain't over till it's over. Word, man. Yo, we yeah, need to. Wait, but this game is not, it's not over till it's over? I mean, 7-35, to listen, I'm going to tell you this. real ugly. Things change after the first half, And Phillip Rivers Anything is a gunslinger. Anything could happen. Well, Phillip look at Rivers this way. The only, the only way they win this game is if Brady gets hurt. That's the only way. And that's exactly Whoa. what I'm saying. Whoa. Anything could happen. Like they say back in the day, Jinxie does. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ronnie, man, thank you for the call, bro. We appreciate you. Yo, anytime, man. Keep it up. Yep. All right. Word. So back to the boxing thing, man. Yeah, I see you got uh, Danny Jacobs, man. Where does Danny Jacobs stand well, in the middleweight division? Well, I want to get back to the um, let's get back to it. To Mikey Garcia. And Mikey Harold Garcia. Spencer. Let's go. Now the thing about it is, I respect any man that can go up two weight classes and fight. I even respect Adrian Broner for jumping to 147 when he came to 135. People don't remember that. And he gave Madonna, even though he lost and got hurt, he still hurt Madonna. Now that this fight, he's gonna have some good success with Errol Spence. But it's going to come to a point where that size, strength, and power is going to take over. Now, Mikey's not the fastest. He's not the slickest. But he's but he does everything right. Yeah. Now, the problem is, I feel Errol Spence is so consistent to the body. I think that's going to wear Mikey down. And I think he's going to be a little bit too much for him. He may not get knocked out. But I see, you know, even if it's, if, even if it's a UD or a split decision, it's good for Mikey because now it makes him look mortal. So now he can go back down and fight a guy like Vasily Lomachenko, which Lomachenko. I, feel, I feel he's going to beat Lomachenko. Okay. I think he's going to do better than Salido did. He's going to stay on Lomachenko's body. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah. Spence cannot lose this fight because yeah. that's going to take him out the pocket to fight... Um, uh, Terrence Crawford. I like I like Errol Spence, man. That's the body yeah. snatcher, boy. Oh, that he's boy the body chop snatcher. you down like Paul Bunyan. But he can't party. He can't party. I mean, you know, these guys are young, man. You can't expect them to not party. And back in the day, Sugar Ray and all those guys, they probably partied a little different. You know what I'm saying? With that Mike little, Tyson yeah, won man. a couple titles boy. on the bottle, kid. Yeah, Until he they, fought an A-class fighter, and then and, and them party days really, is over. Did he really fight an A-class fighter? No, he did. No, no, he did. Oh. Evander Holyfield. Oh, Tyson? No, Evander no, no. I'm not even talking about Evander Holyfield. Oh, I'm God. talking about Buster, Buster Douglas. Douglas. Oh, God. No, that's not an A class. I don't put him as an A class fighter. He I, lost to a he lost to yeah, a, 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 a B class exactly. fighter. Yeah. But was, that's what I'm saying because he was hanging out and he was partying. Boy, and then yeah. when he really lost, yeah. they, they lost jumping off the snow cliffs without the ski. They were jumping off the snow cliffs without the skis. All the guys that beat all the guys that beat Mike Tyson beat him with the same thing you beat a swarmer with. You got a good jab, a good right hand, make him step on the back leg. But on the inside, you drown him and don't trade mid range. Make him go backwards, jab right hand down. Six rounds. He was, that, he was winning that Holyfield fight till he bit his head, man. Holyfield beat him the first time. He was losing that fight. I, he was he was making yeah. him frustrated. Put his head on his yeah, shoulder yeah, and beat him the body. He was headbutting him. So. Yeah, he was headbutting him a little know, bit so. too much in that he fight, though. So, so to move on, yes, because time is limited. Okay. Um, I see that you listed steroid use in boxing, man. Please elaborate a little bit more. On um, that. you the, said Will Monroe and Billy Joe, Joe Saunders, which two fighters I actually, actually like. Um, the reason, the thing is, the steroid usage is like. You know, as a man, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not knocking these guys, but just be like, yo, I got caught. Yeah. There's a few fighters that got caught and they got popped. 
I don't want to say I don't want to I don't see these guys making excuses. Oh, the testing was wrong. I got tested twice. It was a chicken. It was this. It was that. You know, um, I I feel with with Billy Joe Saunders, he killed his career with that because. I, I had him giving a, a hard time to a guy like a Triple G or Canelo. Yeah. It, would, it, 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 it cost some money now. Now he got to get on the back of the line. He beat yeah. Eubanks. He was a top. He was a top middleweight. But now we found out that he cheated. Willie Monroe, slick fighter, and you know I, I just don't feel like he's owning up to yo Vada caught you. Vada caught you. You, you failed. You failed what, what, for two two tests or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, and it's becoming rampant. Now guys don't even have shame anymore. Oh, I got busted. That's it. There's no repercussions for guys cheating now. Wow. And, and you know, speculations of guys cheating. I, I don't like to go on speculations. I don't like to mention fighters, you know, and say, like, yo, this guy's on steroids. I ain't People said Pacquiao, they can't prove it. So you know how, many, how many times do boxers get tested before fights? Um, It depends on a certification body. I'm not quite sure about it. Okay. I'm not on the inside like that. Okay. But it's probably random, random testing depending on what, you know, the, the teams and the state, you know, everything plays a role into it. I'm that not a pro sense. fighter, so I don't know. Let me, let me ask sense. you, what's, what's the list of supplements that they can't take? Um, And it's not always testosterone. It could be diuretics like Canelo. I, be, I argue with fans all the time. They're like, Canelo's on steroids. I'm like, no, he wasn't on steroids. He's on clenbuterol. Clenbuterol, and I've seen it in the gym. I've seen personal trainers give it to clients, sell it to clients. You know, that's little things that people don't see. Um, and and clenbuterol, what What's it does, the clenbuterol, it, it can probably have an effect on your liver long term. Who knows? But it Pretty burns much. body fat and it also improves stamina. Canelo has a weight management problem. Cheaters. He probably eats a lot of McDonald's. Who knows? <laughs> but and it also improves the stamina. Canelo has stamina issues. We saw in the yeah. first Triple G fight. Yeah. He could have beat Triple G and outslicked him, but he took rounds off and he made it a draw. They both deserve a draw. Triple G took many too many punches. His, his aggressiveness was ineffective at times. He was missing. You can't score someone from just punching the arms and missing a, a target. And you can't score a guy yeah. for just laying back and just waiting for a counterpunch while Triple G scoring a jab. Yeah. And the jab was effective. He earned and he caught up. Yeah. So he took Clembuterol and then he blamed the meat. This is the problem I had with with illegal substances in boxing. So it was so the chicken. They, they, they the actually sit there and blame meat for steroids being in their system? Wow. The, the amount that they spend. But you could? Yeah, that's crazy. You could, but the thing about the it point. is, what do you, okay, so what do you eat a half a cow? Like when they say testosterone, I can say too I went to West. Too much crown fried. Too much crown fried. I went, I went to, I went to Western Beef and I had hot dogs. I ate like a, uh, two boxes of hot dogs and then my testosterone level is 1,200 or uh, I mean 800 or something like that, which is probably way more than the average man. I mean 1,200 or whatever it might be. That stuff is hey, come on, like, that stuff is all in the food. I've been to barbecues. Maybe, my blood is fine. That maybe they was taking the food, man. That's in the chicken. Maybe the they, beef, was the extra, they probably was taking extra testosterone <laughs> to bust their wife's ass. Pause. <laughs> I know it's a Sunday. But I'm sorry, but hey. there ain't, no, ain't no fight 28 years old on testosterone <laughs> replacement. Like, yeah, listen, man. <laughs> them chemicals, them chemicals, them chemicals and everything, man. Them chemicals and chicken, them chemicals and beef, them chemicals like and pork. HGH hormones, <laughs> meat is sold by the pound. I know profiles eat steak every day and don't get that, and yeah. blood is good. Oh man. oh, man. So, so one last topic on boxing, and we going to move into the NBA, and then we getting into our our main topic, that hip hop, because oh, we got the hip hop story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, That's sir. Impatient right. over. He the was phone. there. Oh no, no, I was <laughs> there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. Yo, so you said the top five. Best defensive fighters of all time. Who, who are those top five guys? I gotta put George Benton as number one. Who is George Benton? George Benton. George Benton. I believe he was at 130, 135 a long time ago. 
and he's one of the probably the originators of the shoulder roll that you start seeing where you're catching, you're rolling, and you know, Floyd. you're making it. Well, people call it the Floyd Mayweather, but there's many guys that have done it before, but he's one of the guys that really, really made it really, really work. Okay. And um, I put... Oh, so Floyd got the roll from him. Well, everybody they studied him. James him. Tony. You know, everybody's a student in boxing. All the great studied the guys before them. If they yeah. said they didn't, they full of crap. Um, you know, but another second, a second, my second guy is, um, I would say Wilfred Benitez. I'm going to go by errors. Okay. El Radar, Wilfred Benitez. This guy was standing in front of you, and he made the top guys miss in front of you. He'll make you miss an inch and bounce off the rope. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love um, uh, Pernell Whitaker. Is my third. Sweet. Shout out to Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. Oh, um, as of being a slick defensive fighter that could. Oh, uh -oh. We got another caller. Who right, that? Let's, let's get it. Slim, what up, Slim? Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Talk to us. Talk to us. Yo, what's good? What's good? Who, who's what's this? Bars and Hoops, who's this? Big Mike from, from uh, Queens. Jamaica Big Mike Queen, from yo. Jamaica Queens. Shout out to Mike. What's going on, brother? Yeah, what's what up, right Mike? Now, what's good, man? Right now, we talking what up, what up, what up? boxing. We talking boxing what's right up, now, man. What up? This Debo? Yeah. What's good? What's good, baby? <laughs> what's good, dog? Talk to us. What's up? What's good, man? I'm, I'm seeing what the, what the topic for today is showing. I'm showing some um, um, support. You, you name video. it, we talk about it, man. Well, right now, we was on the topic of boxing. We was talking about the top best defensive fighters in the boxing game top right five. now. What's your top five? Top five. What's your top five? The best defensive boxers of top five? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. I could put him. Which okay. one? Uh, Lennon. Lennon, of course. Okay. Lennon. Uh, I would say Ali. Woo! I can say so. I, I, Ali. That's two. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would say Ali. Uh, um, the Hitman Hearns. Tommy Hearns, Hitman yeah. Hearns? Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's three. Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran, hands of stone. Underrated okay. defense. Very underrated. Yeah, def definitely underrated. That's four. And he got one more. And, um... Mayweather. Money Mayweather, that's right. That's a safe bet. That's a fact. That's yeah, a safe yeah, one for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Mayweather. Word. Yo. Yo, I don't have man, to we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you calling in and supporting, man. You know yes, what I mean? Thank you. We, thank about, you. we about to get in. We about to definitely get into this hip hop, man. So hopefully you tune in and hear us when we get into this hip hop, man. It's gonna be real interesting, bro. But we appreciate your call. Yo, I, I appreciate that, yo. All right. Yo, in, in my opinion, man, I have to say that on Mayweather. Yeah. Mayweather's on my list. Top May, five. Yeah, Mayweather top. is my number one. Number one. As a defensive fighter. Yeah. Boy. You know what I'm saying? People yo, confuse it as running. Yo, yeah, they confuse You can't run away running. in a closed-off ring. No, There's can't. no door. His, his technical <laughs> skills of his defense was just like, yo, it was amazing to me, man, because I used to watch. And, and, and people people used to get mad because they would think that his fights was boring, but yeah. he's a boxer. He was a technical, technical. I mean, he's a technical but boxer. But there's a double standard yeah. in boxing because yeah. Mayweather at 135, he was beating everybody up, and he hurt his hand, and he got even more slick. But now they say a guy like Lamachenko is not a runner. 
but the dude is praised for his footwork. Yeah, so what's right, the double right. standard about? Exactly. Shout out to Rodney. He yeah. said that we racist. We ain't racist, baby. Come on, people man. Don't do that. Don't do that, Rod. <laughs> we just call. We just call we what call we see. How we see it. Exactly, Word. man. We're calling it how we see it. Yeah, man. And, Chav- and Chavez. I got to put Chavez. Chavez yeah. is number four. Yeah. What, what happened to B Hop though? Like, how y'all just walk right past Bernard Hopkins? Like, that's that's the the ring. I stuck around see, too said, long. See, right I gotta put James. I gotta put James Tony over Bernard. Nah, see, but Bernard Hopkins was a dirty fighter though. man. That's how you gotta fight fighting. Yeah, There's yeah. no rules to fighting. Yeah. I'm dirty. No, no, I'm dirty. no, no, no. That he he was really a dirty fighter, <laughs> man. I'm sorry. I mean, look, he'll, yeah. look, but a lot of slick guys are to use a forearm, forearm crush, drown a guy. Ali will pull your head down, like. There's, but, it's but, tricks. It's no, tricks. But, but I mean, I, no, no. It's a difference between tricks and it's a difference between dirty <laughs> fighting. Hey, you might have to punch a guy in the head. Call in. Because, because you got... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your phrase, man? Let's argue. Let's, Let's argue. argue. Right, man. <laughs> Ali was a technical fighter. Anybody that's a technical fighter, right... Didn't have to be dirty because they were so technical in what they was doing. Roy Jones, Roy Jones can stand in front of you. You can go ahead and you can swing and you, you ain't gonna hit him um, unless though somebody just have your card. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how you look at this one I mean, guy. Call, Roy yeah. Jones but, couldn't but, be. But look at Mayweather and Pacquiao. Yeah. When Pacquiao has a habit of lunging forward with his punches, what did Floyd do? Because I would do the same thing to a short guy rushing in. He fell forward his head. He pushes. He held his head down. He, he do the uppercut and let it off at the same time. Yeah. There's little tactics. It, it might call it dirty, but it works. Like, Lomachenko's dirty. Yeah, yeah, he cried yeah, about Salido doing dirty stuff to him, mm-hmm. and he was doing dirty stuff to holding on behind the arm, hooking behind the arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, but none of them was like the executioner. All right, he punched. All right, <laughs> Hopkins was punch like, yo, Bernard Hopkins was D. It seemed like he wrote the book on how I'm being My a dirty man. fighter, though. My yeah. man, Edwin yeah. said Evander was dirty also. Yeah, Holyfield yeah, was Holy definitely Phil a dirty fighter. That's why oh, Mike look, Tyson lost his mind. But, but, yeah. but he knew... How to neutralize God, Mike Tyson? You shift his, use your head to shift the God vision. It's just little tactics. Mike' job is to neutralize that and control him. He couldn't make the adjustment. He yeah. got beat two times by Holyfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Whoo, that was a that was a <laughs> tough that was a tough segment, man. Punchlines, man. Shout out to Deswell, always yeah, coming man. and giving Bless us great right. insight, man. Thank you, you know for the callers. Mean? That's my guy, man. Thank you to all the callers that called in. Let's, let's go. Let's switch gears, man, a little bit, man. Because nah, we, we, we need more callers, yeah. man. Y'all we call need in. More callers, call man. in. Don't be shy. 516-280-7486. Yeah. Call in. That's right. You know what I mean? Call in. So, Shout us out. Let so, us know you listen. So we gonna, we gonna move a little bit on to the topic, man, of hip-hop, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of us, man, if not, if he wasn't buried under a rock, you did see the documentary <laughs> Surviving R. Kelly, man, and the aftermath that happened, you know what I mean, since then. You got law enforcement, they trying to seize the, well, R. Ke- well the building owners of where R. Kelly's studio is in Chicago, they trying to get him out of there because he owes about $80,000 $80, in rent. And the law enforcement in, in Atlanta are trying to, get into the house now and get involved with the situation. So it seems like the walls are closing in on them, man. So what's, what's your thoughts about this R. Kelly situation? Tiny, I know that you had you had some interesting insight last week, man. So speak Definitely. on it. Speak on it, man. All speak right. on it. First off, first off, right, y'all got to do your homework. Y'all got y'all to gotta look at the, the BS that's right in front of you with uh-huh. some of these people that are talking uh-huh. in that um documentary. In that documentary. Yes. But I, I I'm not taking away from the fact that R. Kelly like young ladies. I'm not taking away from that. That, I, that I'm acceptable. not acceptable. 
No, it's not acceptable. Right then. I'm not taking that. Oh, boy. That he don't like, you know. We got a caller. We got a caller. Yo, let's, come on. Bring it in. He was there. Bars and Hoops Radio. Who's this? What up? This is Samoye. This is Yeye. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, brother? What's happening with you? Oh, my God. Chilling, man. I'm calling and discuss this R. Kelly thing, man. Oh, man. Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's talk, talk about it. Talk, yeah, talk, talk, yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, what's happening? You know the phrase. Let's argue. Huh? Yeah, what's up? All right, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop listening to myself. All right, talk to me. What's good? All right, so what you think about this R. Kelly situation? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? That's my All right. <laughs> Um, First things first, uh... We're all in our 30s, 40s, which means we also tape R. Kelly with a 14-year-old background. <laughs> like golden shower. Years ago, right? Yes, indeed. Everybody watched the tape. Five or the six. tape. Was probably aroused or whatever they saw was disgusting. Now that we're fathers and parents. That's a fact. Now, you know, everybody's digging back in and saying, you know, all of a sudden, R. Kelly is a scumbag. R. Kelly, R. Kelly's been a scumbag for the last... 10, 20 years. That's a no, fact. No, That's no, a no, fact. no, no, no. That's a fact. No, no, he's been a scumbag like that from day one. Yes. Childhood. Praying right. on little girls. Easy. 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 Marriage certificate to Aaliyah, everything. Yes. Exactly. Yes. The, mm. the fact, see, that, that's, see that's, where, that's where it bothers me at, is the fact that he did what he did with Aaliyah, you would think people already know, okay, this man likes young women. Yeah. So... Yeah. You got the parents putting their kids in that position. Yes. And then they gonna blame R. Kelly when, yo, you know the history of R. Kelly. Yeah. And but that's the part I didn't understand. Guys, What's one that? thing we forgetting, man. Yes, sir. This dude is a platinum artist. He made crazy bangers. And I gotta be real, Michael Jackson, R. Oh, Kelly, and some other dudes yeah. out there. Oh. You know, when you doing them kind of numbers, man, oh. it's hard for people to just be like, too. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, man, they, they calling in on the R. Kelly situation. We got another call again. You know, people would have read them off a long time ago, but this dude, R. Kelly, probably, how many, how many old songs did that? How many old albums did that? Hold up, this Jay? Yeah, we got, we got another call on the line. I'll let him let him in. It's all right. All right. Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Yo, Slim. What's good? Slim, what's going what's on, going brother? On, what's Slim? happening? What's good? What's up, baby? What's up? Chilling, chilling, fellas. Man. Yeah, we sitting R. here Kelly. talking about this R. Kelly situation, man. What's your thoughts on that, man? Man, you know what, man? You know, like, 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 like the one brother saying, man, you know, Definitely don't don't what my man's doing. That at you know, all. But I'm what's going on with these parents though, man? Like they up here trying to front like they didn't let their children hang around this dude. That's a fact. You know, exactly. That's a fact. That's what I'm saying. And when things start getting a little, you know, greasy now, it's like, oh man, you know, he kept us away from my daughter. Yeah. And he's a guy. guys. Like, man. You could have been saying that years ago. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You're right, you're right. I don't know, man. It's the paper. It's It's the paper. Yeah, it's all about money. That's sad, man. It's the paper. It's sad, man. I hope that he goes down, bro. I hope that I hope that they take him down for all of this, man, because I couldn't imagine, man. You got kids, Slim. You got daughters, you know what I mean? I couldn't even imagine, bro. They will. He's gonna be right next to Cosby. Yeah. Here's the here's the problem. Here's the here's the real thing that that a lot of people are, are really not paying attention to. What's that? Why did it take so long? Why? 
Why is it that it took them so long to really apply this pressure? I, I, I can tell you why. Who was protecting him? Who was protecting him? Money. The labels was protecting him, and that's no, the part no, that's the even lab- worse. The labels wasn't really protecting him like that. I say I, no, it was money, straight up money, man. The people that was around him, that was getting paid off, the, the people that was extorting him, the blackmailing him. Oh, word, you did this, yo, you gonna have to pay us this. Wow. Once that money wow. stopped rolling, yep, correct. Everybody yeah. got mad and wow. everybody started talking. Wow. That's 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 the situation right yeah. now. That's the situation I don't like yeah. because you was condoning it as long as you was getting your money. Yeah. Well, I mean, even so when Slim, I'm, Slim, you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, man. But it's a sad situation, man. But what, what, what do you think about the whole? Did you ever see the Nick Cannon interview with Dame Dash when they kind of try to throw Jay Z under the bus, trying to say Jay was nah, messing with Foxy? Wow. I ain't seen that. Nah, what was that about? Well, yeah, you heard of that? yeah, Dame Dash and had sat on Nick Cannon's podcast and basically Nick Cannon tried to insinuate that Jay-Z was dealing with Foxy Brown when she was 16 years old. Yeah, exactly. How you gonna say that? Tony was there, so let's see what Tony got to say about that. Would that, well, change, would that change your outlook on Jay? Nah, you know what, man? That, that stuff's normal in that industry, man. This Ooh. is just what they do. And you Ooh. know, really, if you look at it, man, you're not. Uh oh. Well, we just calls, enjoy the music. Just oh, enjoy the music. Call is coming in now. They coming oh. in. They calling in. Slim, go. we got another caller, baby. I got to take this call. Good. Thanks for right, calling, Slim. Bye bye. Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Mike Max. Mike Max, what's going on, my Mike brother? Mike, what's up, Mike? Max, what's good? What up, Mike? What's good, y'all? Talk about it. Yeah, yo, that. Uh... The R. Kelly thing? Yeah. Yo, I put it like this. The same the same energy people want to have with the R. Kelly shit. Uh-huh. You need to say you need to have that same energy for all the others, like Michael Jackson, Marvin uh-huh. Gaye. Uh-huh. So let's let us let us see who's gonna stop listening to their music. Let's see what parents is gonna stop uh having their kids dancing to Michael Jackson uh-huh. at talent shows and all of that. And my thing is this, ever since, ever since the Aaliyah thing, anything after that, can no one say anything from here on out. That's a fact. You already knew, Facts. you already knew it from Aaliyah. That's so a fact. Exactly. Everybody, everybody who on the album cover. Him, everybody who performed with him, Hey, you can't say shit about it now. Yeah, yeah. Excuse the curse. This is the curse. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is a yeah, nah, man. G rated show. Yeah, man. You make a point though, because Aaliyah happened way. That was in the beginning, man. And people, if people didn't pay attention back then, you can't get mad now and act like it's unseen. It even happened before Aaliyah. Really. Really, y'all gotta understand. It even happened before Leah. He got a show. He got a show when he was because you know R. Kelly was in the group first. Yeah, right. Right. He was. He wasn't dancing. He he was in the group called um what was um it was R. Kelly and Public Announcement. Yeah, Public Announcement. Okay. So so he was on stage and they got footage of him on stage. He's over there um singing. And he's like, yo, I'm going to talk to y'all ladies out there. Yeah. All you got to do is be 18 and y'all can come <laughs> home with me. And, and this is on stage. You can wow. look this up. Yeah, it's on, it's on YouTube. Just, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, he, he was already talking about teenagers then. So, so everybody let the yeah, pedophilia yeah, yeah. rock. But here's the thing is, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times we, we, we got to separate 
the music from the person. I agree too. I agree to that too. Cause I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm still pumping R. Kelly joints. Oh man. I'll oh. <laughs> be the first one to say it. I'll be the first. I wish. I wish that joint is still oh, fire. Man. A woman's threat. Mike. Yo, come on, man. Yo, Mike. Yo, a lot of people. Mike. Yo, yo, go ahead, Mike. Yo, I'm. Yo, I'm probably one of R. Kelly's biggest fans. I, I got all his music from the beginning to the point now. My thing is this. In my mind, I didn't know what kind of dude he is, but that's not going to stop me from listening to his music because I don't have no direct contact with, with this dude. Exactly. And for, the, and, for the, and for the people that's out there that's saying, oh, he this and he that, come on, man. Who, who hasn't not listened to this dude? Who hasn't not brought his music I'm, in the last 20 to 30 years? Like, come on, keep, keep it 100 yeah. if you're going to be like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck. I agree. Listen, I think, I think it's about time we all keep it a buck. I mean, at the end of the day, 12 Plate was in that deck when Shorty was coming through. What? We all going to be you. honest right now. But, Thank you. But you know, at the end of the day, now that we know, like back then I really didn't have the real key on it. I Yo. wasn't, I was a little younger then. I wasn't really paying attention to what he was doing. But hold on though. Uh -huh. What if 12 play meant playing with 12 year old girls? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. my God. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He See, got look, all look, of look. us. Hey, look, look, look. Let me, let me, let me say this, right? I'm going to say this. This is where people be getting mixed up when they when they talk about celebrities. They gotta remember celebrities are real people, right? They can real be real dirt bags, no yeah, matter what. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna right. give you let me give you a clear example of what I'm talking about, who I don't like as a person, but like because he does his thing on the court. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan, when he's on the court, on, that boy, that man is a beast, though. No, it's not apples and oranges because you know why? why? He's so disrespectful to the hip-hop culture. It's to the point I don't like him as a person. He's wow. a nasty-ass wow. person in person. Wow. Straight wow. real. Whoa. What, 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 does him, what, what does him as a person really have to like do with us? Say like this. We only like Jordan because... We like him as an athlete. Anything after that, what, why is that a concern for us? Exactly, I, with, I like, agree. With, even like with anybody. Yes, you, sir. You're going to tell me that a lot, a lot of people don't like Jordan because, oh, he don't give back, he don't do this. But the people who should be giving back that's in the community, true. We, we never complain or, yeah. or cry about them yes. not doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you. You want him to do it? Come on, you gotta keep it 100, man. I agree with you 100%, Mike. And not to mention, not yeah. to mention, R. Kelly also had a lot of inspirational songs. He even had, yeah. Believe Me I Can Fly was a graduation oh, anthem. Yeah, I, I can believe I can fly. What, what if that was? What if you talking about flying out of prison? Yeah. What about? I that? believe yeah. I can. Yeah. What about I mean? that song he did? I Everything he did, I'm questioning that. Yo, now that song I did, I couldn't even listen to. What song? About I that admit, song he did, I admit. Uh, man, that's yeah, only, man. only heard it for yeah, about man. like a quick 30 Listen. seconds and I had to turn it off. I, couldn't, I, I, I didn't give like R. It. Kelly no love Listen. today, man. You know what Son? I'm saying? Because that was my cousin or my sister or something, I'd have been ready to take his head off. You yeah, know what kid. I'm saying? So, so my thing is this. Hey, yeah. yo, fam. Yeah. If you saying if it's somebody in your family, my thing is this. Uh -huh. If you know about R. Kelly, how would you even let it get to your family? Exactly. Nah, I wouldn't have ever did it. Exactly. That's like the chick sparkle, right? Yeah. The chick sparkle. You've been, you been rocking with R. Kelly because he's been giving you music. He made you a star. Now all of a sudden, you saying that you introduced your niece 
to R. Kelly, right? She yeah. did. So if you knew, if you knew he was a scumbag, why would you even introduce him? The you money. Knew it was about the money. It was about the, the money. money. It was about the money because you know yeah. why? She didn't release the tape until the money stopped coming. Yeah. All it right. Wasn't, it wasn't Wait a minute. We also, like I said, it's, it, this, is, this, is also, this is a hard transition because we've been listening for a little while. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Same thing with a lot of the, a lot of the different things or, or people that we artists, have to listen to. Uh, or artists. Celebrities. Right. The problem is, is that we gotta, we gotta, we gotta understand. Like you said, these people are dirtbags and everything like that. Yeah, they got their own little thing that they do, but they are human. If they need help, they need help. Exactly. I'm not co-signing a pedophile. But I'm I can't not sign, I'm not going to co-sign a pedophile. I'm not, not co-signing. They can't be fixed. Not, I can't. Yo, listen. I can't co-sign I, I, a pedophile. I can't get down with that. But I'm going to tell you this. Sex jumpsuit. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. If if nobody did nothing about him back then, what changes now? Documentary brought all that back. And, everything back. But are we in a di- are we a, are we in a different place? Because I mean, we got a president that says I grab him by the. Yeah. I'm not going to stop right there. Right. So where are we really at? Right. So where are we really at? Where are we really at? As far as and they as all in that the and they all in that circle too. No matter you know what background they come from, with the, you know, like I said, like like, like Tiny said about the back to the money. Yeah. Back yeah. to the money. That that group, they get away with certain things because they can pay the wine. There was the Harvey Weinstein. All of them. It's the privilege. Yeah. So and people are gonna forget about it. I'm gonna give it two more months. You're gonna be talking about something else. Yo. Something else gonna get because people have short attention spans. They already they already buying R. Kelly music. Shout yeah. to my man Jay Rolak coming in on my live. Yeah. Oh man, this comment is crazy. Y'all gotta hear this. He says, "Why Lifetime gotta tell people to be mad at people?" That people should have already been mad at. That's a fact. Roll like you good for that, kid. Right, I appreciate that. that because, because Lifetime is looking for ratings. Yeah, Lifetime is looking for ratings. That's what they did that forget, for. And you forget Lifetime is a woman's channel. Oh, mm. exactly. Oh, I'm just keeping oh, it real. No, no, that's, that's not even. Lifetime that's and not Bravo even, and all um, those networks. Yeah. yeah, that's not even a chauvinist. Um, comment. That's that's what they do. They cater to the women. Oh, we got oh, another we got caller. Another caller. Five one six two eight zero seven four eight six. Roll like. Bars and Homes Radio. You on live? Who's this? Big Griff. What's going on? It's Terrence. T Money. Big T Griff. What's, what's happening, bro? What's, what's good? What's good? Griff? Chilling, man. I'm chilling, God. Good what's to hear from y'all. Yeah, man. You were here listening to us, man. You here? We here? We just talking about this R. Kelly situation, man. What you think about that, Big T? Man, we talked about, I heard y'all talk about it last week. I posted some stuff, but, you know, we grew up, uh, just the whole thing in general. Like, we all knew somebody that came up to the high school. Oh. That was, that was uh, uh, that's I was talking about that last week and got an argument with that. And got the, got the chick, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Got the younger, younger chick. So, it was just something in the culture, you know what I yeah. mean? Yes. That well, we didn't say nothing about before. We grew up in a rape you know culture, I mean? and I was explaining that the other day. We grew up in a rape culture. Like when you look at the videos, like nothing but a G thing. When they was all in the part in the, in the joint partying, yeah. and son ran up from behind her, grabbed her whole top off, and pulled it off. And exactly. Then, and we was yeah. like, and say nothing Boy, about it. Nobody we said we, nothing. We thought so it was grew up in the rape culture. I'm gonna tell you this. I really hate that phrase. But it is kind of facts. Rape we culture? grew up in a rape culture. Yeah, we grew up in I a mean, rape culture. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's crazy because it's like when you really look at um, 
just some of the things you should see in hip hop in general. Maybe that's another reason why we never really paid attention to this dude like that. We really didn't have a problem with it because, like you said, in our neighborhoods, we was chilling. We would be the young, we the regular dudes trying to talk to these girls in school, and here come. The 20-year-old drug dealer with a BMW pulling up to the front of the school. Take shorty and break out with her. You know what I'm saying? So I mean you definitely you definitely hitting on a hitting on a mark with that. But now when it comes to Aaliyah, like I said, Aaliyah was 15. Yeah. Getting married. Yeah. Her parents had to know about that one, son. Her parents did know. They stopped it. They were the one that got her to know. Yeah, that's the crazy part. They forged the, 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 the documents. Now, now look, the the, yo, look. Let, let me say this again. I, I want y'all to really understand. This is what I don't like about the whole Lifetime thing. All right? Lifetime did a show with Aaliyah. Spoke about the history of Aaliyah, right? And never once And they focused on her relationship with R. Kelly in that show, right? Yeah. Because they couldn't get no other facts. So they came up and they conjure up their own facts. Yeah. Now, the family didn't have nothing to do with it. They was against the Aaliyah show. They never commented, never did anything. They was against it. Right. So all the show that you was watching, and the reason it was so whack is because they didn't have facts in there. Yeah. Right. Okay, so now, that's what Lifetime did. Yeah. So how you going to believe Lifetime now because... Most of the people they trying to get, they can't get. They can't even get Aaliyah moms to, to, to come in and talk about that. So, and, then, and then most of the other girls that's on there, they got videotapes of them talking about how they love R. Kelly but here's or a, how they doing this. So, but here's my question Griff. when it comes to oh, Griff, you Griff. still on the line? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm what, up, you want, what else you want to talk about, big homie? Because we got other people that's trying to oh. chime in, too. Oh, yeah. Well, the, just my other point is, as the, the, the gentleman was just saying, yeah, it's, it's a lot to do with Lifetime and, and the people that they can get. Right. But also, he, he was talking about the money. There's a lot of people that's hands was being greased. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the indeed. whole thing. Yes, indeed. And so also, you got that aspect. Also, you have the labels. The labels are covering up because you can go on the labels today. They still getting 40,000 hits. Positive things about R. Kelly, MCA. Oh, he, did a, so he did an album on MCA in years. Yeah. His sales got that going on. His sales went up. So His sales went up tremendously. R. Kelly just did a concert in Chicago. Yeah, wow. Yeah, sold I out seen the that. club. Wow. And they were screaming that. out, and, and, and the women were screaming out crazy. Wow. You saw that? Wow. Yeah, dude was the like, women was like, kidding. take me hostage. That's yeah. sick, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sick. Dude was, dude so why should we about. care, right? It's, it's, it's rape culture. Yeah, it's best. definitely rape culture. Yeah. But it's not wow. rape culture when, when the ones that's supposedly being raped is with it. Wow. No, Rewind the tape. No, no. And then you got you got the one girl that's talking against her father. So. The one girl, yo, she bad too. I got it. So, 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 big Griff. One more point yeah. before you, before we let you go, Griff. One more point. What you got? What else you got on the agenda? Oh yes. So I was saying, I don't condone nothing that he do. Like you said, I got, I got two daughters here. You know what yeah, I mean? I got yeah. daughters. Yes, so sir. at the end of the day, I don't condone anything he's done. But you talking about taking away catalogs and all this stuff. Like you said, we grew up with this music. And we ain't do that with Michael Jackson when he was molesting boys and things of that nature. When those are accusations. Allegedly. 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 And then Michael's career like that, taking catalogs and stop listening to music. Yeah. So I just think that we should have it all on yeah. the uh, playing field. Look, they didn't. They didn't do that with Elvis. Yes, indeed. If you're doing this type of stuff, you, the, can, yeah. you don't want to 
you don't want to put money in his pocket or whatever. But remember, you like you said, listening to everybody. Like no you question. said, there was an R. Kelly, Woody Allen. Woody Allen adopted no Shorty. Yeah. Word. But Griff, yeah. we appreciate your call, big homie, for real. Thank you, bro. Thanks for calling, bro. Thank you for calling. Yo, if you can, right, call you, up 516 280 If you on my live, Alonzo, I see you. Jay Paris, I see you. Word, call man. us up 516 280 Live on the radio right now. We want to hear your commercial. So, we want to hear what exactly. you got to say. So, so we got about another 25 minutes to go, man. And we kind of want to get into this um, the best rapper alive ever since the year 1979, man. You mm. know what I mean? We got the hip hopologist here, That's Big right. Tiny. You I was there. Saying? He was there back he in Union Square. Square. You know what I mean? He was there. So, was so, so this was a list that was compiled by Complex Magazine. Shout out to Complex. You know what I mean? I ain't got no no problem giving props where props is due. They came up with a list. I found it very interesting, so I brought it to our platform here at Bars and Hoops so that we can talk about it. You got your notes on it. You know what I mean? Bring it up. Yeah. yeah. So, so for the year 1979, they deemed. Grandmaster Cass, a.k.a. Casanova Fly from the Cold Crush Brothers, the number one rapper of that year. He was the first DJ rapper, ghostwriter, and and he was also the ghostwriter of Rapper's Delight, well, part of Rapper's Delight, which features in the clip in the hip-hop classic movie, Wild Style. What's your right. thoughts on that, big homie? Um... I, I, yo, I'm gonna tell you, I can't take nothing from Grandmaster Cass, uh -huh. you know, because he was definitely a pioneer of the rap game and uh -huh. everything like that. Uh -huh. But I wouldn't have gave it to him as the rapper of that year. Wow, they had some honorable mentions. Yeah, man. yeah, they you, did. So I'm gonna let you hear the honorable right. mentions. The, on, the only reason I wouldn't have gave it to him that way is because he he wasn't out there like that. He wasn't out there. What, what took over at that particular time? What took over? That that particular rap wave when it dropped was Rapper's Delight. When Rapper's okay. Delight dropped, it, it, it was like even okay. though he was a part of that, he was a part of that um uh -huh. the the lyrics of um Big Bang Hank at the time, but uh -huh. nobody knew that until years later. Oh yeah, when you they, understand when what they I'm saying? It, they yeah, it. yeah. They, when they exposed it, when he finally exposed it, nobody yeah. knew that till years later. Yeah. So. How you gonna say he was the rapper that year because he wrote something that nobody knew that he wrote? You understand what I'm saying? Didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that until years later. Bro. Right, right. Until Some of the honorable later. mentions from '79 was Melly Mel, of course, from the Furious Five. You know, Melly Mel now, made joints like Super Rapping, uh -huh. and we and we rap more mellow. Also, another person that they mentioned as an honorable mention was King Tim the Third. You know, King Tim was hailed as the first MC whose rhymes were ever placed on vinyl. You know what I mean? But uh -huh. okay, to see now, let's 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 King Tim the Third actually, as as far as the street rapping style, was definitely the first rap actually rap record to be on vinyl. Okay. Uh -huh. All right, I would have to say that, right? Okay. But King Tim the Third uh -huh. was a rap song. That was made by the Fatback Band. Fatback Band. Shout out right. to the Fatback Band. Fat right. Understand, that's, sir. That's Jew. Right. That's, that's Jew. Yes. The Fatback Band. Yeah. Now, the Fatback Band was a band. They 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 wasn't into the rap. King Tim Third just happened to be that uh -huh. that one song uh -huh. that, that they, you know, they released. But okay. they had all kind of funk joints and everything like that. Gotcha. So, so now, I wouldn't, I mean, okay, 
Honorable mention. Nah, there's other people before and, King Tim the Third. And they also mentioned Shara, MC Shara, the first female MC rapper of the hip hop culture for its inception in, ni- in the 1970s. She's the first female rapper MC on Wax, and she recorded the funk. She recorded. The Funky Floor plus one more. She recorded with with the Funky Floor because that's who she was down with. Yeah, right. It's consistent, which consists of four male MCs and one female. Okay, see now, now I'm in hip hop college right now. I'm sitting in the You get get some juice. Okay, now now, let's go back to Shaw Rock. Now Uh Shaw Rock, they 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 forgot to mention Sequence. All right, Uh because Sequence was actually the first female rap group to be put on wax. That was on Sugar Hill. Okay. And that was done before, um, that was done before the Funky Four plus one more. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. If you go look up um, sequence, you got Shirley the Pearl, Pebbly Pool, and Angie B. And Cheryl Angie B is oh, Angie B. Right. Who's Angie B. Angie B is AKA Angie Stone. Wow. Say that again, sure. please. Wow. Well, Angie for y'all Stone who don't was know, rapping before she was singing, right. original exactly. Drake. She she wow. she definitely wow. one of the pioneers. Wow. All right. So now. Now, but y'all forget there's other people that was like in the streets, Pebbly Pool, uh-huh. um, Sweet Tea. Sweet Tea. Um, shout out to Sweet Tea. Yeah, shout out to Sweet Tea. It, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, Shaw Rock was killing it though. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, cause uh-huh. she was killing it. She uh-huh. she definitely bought the the way she was killing it, uh-huh. she was overshadowing all the other brothers that was in the funky oh, four plus one more. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So she was doing her thing. I can see that. Okay. All right. So now we moving on to 1980. So 1980, the, the top rapper of 1980 in Complex Magazine's eyes was Curtis Blow. He became the first MC to sign with a major record label in 1979. I agree. Hot on the heels of Rapper's Delight. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get the call, Uh-oh. baby. Let's, Let's bring it in. Talk to us. Bars and Hoops Radio, talk to us. Who's this? What's good? What's good? What's good? This is Queens in the building. Queens. What's good? What's Queens. up, Queens? Queens? What's going on, Queens? Queens in the building, baby. You know what I'm saying? Linden Boulevard. Linden Boulevard. <laughs> what's going on with you? Linden Boulevard. Huh? What's good? What's good? Talk about it. Nah, shout out to the North Side, man. Shout out to the North Side. We appreciate that, man. You know that, you know that. No question. For real, for real. No question, man. Yeah, we just here talking about the top MCs from 1979 on down to 1989. Right now, we in 1980, man. We talking about Curtis Blow. You know anything about Curtis Blow? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. A little bit of something, you know, just a little, just a little bit. Okay, Not okay. Much, you know no question, no question. No question, man. Okay. Shout out to Q Tip. Shout out to Fife. Tribe Call Quest. Where yo, are you, yo, what are you? Are you running? Are you walking and talking on the phone? Are you running? Nah, I'm right here. I'm right now. I'm at work. I'm just, oh, you know, man. Oh, okay. Yo, man. Listen, you know, man. man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my brother, you know, Black. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What's good? Oh, Spook Lover. What's happening? Word. Word. Yo. But listen, man. Yo, we appreciate the call, champ. We appreciate you, heard? Yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right. All right, all right. Hit me up. Yep. Nice. So back to the 80s, man. Curtis Blow became the first MC to sign with a major record label. In 1979, Hot on the Hills of the Rapper's Delight Phenom, you know what I mean? And he dropped his hit single, Christmas Rapping, 
He also he's also known for his famous debut album, The Breaks. You got any quarrels with that? Nah, nah, not at all. Right. Not at all. I, I have to say I have to agree with that uh -huh. because he was definitely killing it as, as he should no at doubt. that time. No doubt. No doubt. Who's the honorable mentions right, so for that? So the honorable mentions for 1980 was Spoonie G, a Harlem native. Spoonie G gets fresh rhymes and Spoonie, Spoonie's rapping yes. contained the first references to jailhouse life in rap music. So he basically was the first one really talking about all that goon stuff in music back in the 80s. So they say. Another honorable mention for 1980 is Kumo D. As a standout member of the Treacherous Three, Kumo D distinguished himself on cuts like Love Rap, New Rap Language, and Body Rock. You got any, any quarrels with that, OG? Nah, nah, I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let that ride. Yeah, one more. Yeah, they got one more. Ride. One yeah. more. His name is Jimmy Spicer from Brooklyn. He's Brooklyn rapper Jimmy Spicer. Right, Adventures yeah. Adventures of Super Rhyme. Dollar Bill, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Gave him enough clout to become the first artist signed to Russell Simmons' Rush Management. Right. You know what I mean? Simmons went on to co-produce his future hits, The Bubble Bunch, and mm -hmm. Money. Wow. Dollar Bill, y'all. What you yeah. just what you right. just mentioned. Dollar you know Bill, what I mean? Yeah. Word. So now we move on to 1981. Okay. You know what I mean? 81. Go. Now it's getting a little interesting. 81. Yeah. They crowned Kumo D as the rapper of that year. You know what I mean? And his claim to fame was when he bodied Busy B at the Harlem World Christmas Rapping Convention. Right, You know, long, long before he came a solo star on songs like The Wild Wild West and How You Like Me Now, MC Kumo D was the third of the legendary Treacherous Three. Alongside, one third, right. Yeah, one third alongside Special K and L.A. Sunshine. I know that you like Mo D. What you think about that? Mo D, is, 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 he was incredible. Mo D, yo, he slayed, he slayed his people and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And for y'all who don't understand what that battle was, that battle was monumental. Really? Y'all can look up that battle, believe me, online. Just look up the battle between Busy B and Kumo D. Busy and y'all can hear it. And y'all hear how um, Kumo D went in on Busy B that day. Yeah, I'm, I'm he he tore him to shreds, though. He yeah. tore him to shreds. My uncle probably got that tape somewhere in the archives. You know what I mean? Because I know they was putting those tapes out. On tape. That's it. You on cassette I mean? tape. Cassette tape. But you, you, can, you can get it, though. Man. You can get it. No question. So now the honorable mentions for 1981 was Love Buck Starsky. You know what I mean? Right. Started out as a DJ, spinning records at Harlem's rooftop with the roller rink. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, his record, Positive Life, with his with his Harlem World World Crew. Y'all yeah, know, I ain't know that that was the original Harlem World. Yeah, the Harlem World original, Crew, original okay, Harlem the World, original Harlem World Crew. Okay. Um, also, that also they mentioned T Ski Valley. Yep. You know what I mean, he got to start as DJing with the Erotic Brothers Disco. Catch the beat. Catch the beat, and he became an MC. His classic 1981, like you said, Catch the Beat, mm -hmm. is what he's best known for. Me, and they also mentioned Shy Rock again. Let me ask you a question, uh -huh. dude. What kind of rating system did they have to, to go back as that, far as I like, don't know. That I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I like to know just, about yeah, it because... Yeah. Because at, at that time there was a lot there was a lot of underground MCs going off man. Yeah, and, and yeah. nobody I, I didn't hear nothing about the um the fantastic romantic MCs yeah. who later became the Force MDs yeah. right they didn't talk about the Crash Crew they didn't talk about Crash the Cold Crush crew, Brothers word. they didn't talk about the Fearless Four uh, all of these all of these groups was out at the time yeah. at that particular time yeah. and then they wasn't releasing albums at that time they were all like releasing little singles and stuff gotcha. so I'm trying to figure out 
how did they get the rating system? I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're going by 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 popularity of that year or whatever the what? case may be. What's so now we're into 1982. So this may be some of the people that you may want to mention from uh, earlier years. 1982, they crowned Melly Mel with the best rapper of that year, a.k.a. Muscle Simmons. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Known yeah. for smash hit singles. Uh -huh. The message, don't push me, because I'm close to the edge. You know right. what I'm saying? So back in 1982, Melly Mel was a member of the Furious Five. Right. Along with his brothers, Kid Kid Creole, Scorpio, Raheem, and Cowboy. Rest in peace, Cowboy. Rest in peace. You know and, what I mean? Um, Kid Creole, hold your head up. We know you locked up and everything like Word. that. Raheem, Prince Raheem was the singer. Word. Also used to be down with the Funky Four, plus one more, so y'all can understand yes, where indeed. he came from. Yes, indeed. And the honorable mentions for that year was Kumo D, Grandmaster Kaz, and T-Ski Valley. You know what I mean? So we already spoke on all of those guys. But moving into 1983, this is when things get a little interesting. This is when, you know what I mean, Queen started to reign supreme. Oh. And they, they shed light on my man, D DJ Run. You know what I'm saying? Run from Run DMC. One half of the duo, Run DMC. Run took the hip-hop world by storm with singles like It's Like That, Sucker MCs on Profile Records. And it completely changed the game. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. That 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 sucker MC when it came out, it rocked for a whole year straight. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it rocked for a whole year straight. I'm talking about you know how you can get tired of a song? No, yeah. sucker MC, you could put that song on in the club a year after it came out and it still was tearing the place apart. It was that strong. It was that monumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you got that. Okay. And then um, it was more people out there, man. It, it was more. That, that's the thing. Nobody so, understands. Now for the honorable mentions for that year, they mentioned Melly Mel, of course, Muscle Simmons, and they mentioned Jimmy Spicer as well. Oh. Now, another person that they mentioned, he's from Far Rockaway. His name is Ramel Z. And he was a graffiti artist first who performed in a self-designed mask and costumes. Ramel Z was also the original hip-hop artist who introduced specific vocal styles, which dates back to the earlier 1980s. His influence can be heard in artists such as the Beastie Boys, Cypress Hill, and his 12-inch single, Beat Bop, was the first record that he ever recorded. Okay. You know what I mean? Let, 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 let uh -huh. me go back before you step over to Run D and Run again, uh -huh. all right? I, I have a problem with naming Run as the MC. I, I have a problem naming Kumo D as, as the MC of the year because wow. Run was always Run DMC. It was always both of them. It was never uh -huh. like a it was solo. never like except they except when Run did his solo with Hit It Run. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like that. But yeah. it took DMC and Run together yeah. to 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 get to where they was at mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So how you gonna just say Run yeah. is is the um Run is the Lyricist of, of the rapper of the year. That, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing they just was going off influence. Nah, and nah, everybody nah, wonder where but, King goes in Adidas. But I don't it was know. Run DMC. Yeah. It wasn't just Run. He stood out though. He was the personality. He no, was, no, no. He was the no, personality no. group. They complimented each other. They did. They complimented they did. each other. Run, Run sets off the tone. They did. 
DMC come and finish it. Yeah. Along with Jam Master J. Yeah. No, it wasn't like you couldn't say run without DMC. You couldn't yeah. say DMC without run. This is no. fact. Yeah, it's yeah, you know a, a fact. Saying? That's a fact. Totally so true. so they, gave, yeah. they gave run the same crown in 84 as well. But the honorable mentions for 84 was LL. You know what I mean? At the time, LL was um 16 years old. You know what I mean? James yeah. Todd Smith said, I, I, I need, need a beat. beat. You know what I mean? Groundbreaking 12 inch single on Def Jam Records, produced by Rick Rubin, announced the arrival of the, uh, uh, the urgent 16 year old voice that would soon later take over. They also gave honorable mention to Curtis Blow, and they gave an honorable mention to Roxanne Shante, who okay. was a 15 year old MC out of Queensbridge, female MC at that. All right. Go ahead, talk about it. Now, I was thinking about that too. Uh -huh. All right, because they didn't mention, they didn't mention MC Shan. They should have mentioned MC Shan because at that time yeah. MC Shan was out and he was reigning supreme in Queensbridge. Over, yeah. over, no, he was reigning supreme yeah, over everybody. Over everybody mm -hmm. at that particular time. Okay. LL just came out with that single. I need a beat. Okay. That's why um, Shan came back and did beat biter going at LL because they did what? that beat. It's crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they they sort of shared the same type of um, swag right. and yeah, everything. Everything. Can't right. go all of that. Right. Yeah. But. but at that particular time, it was Shan. Uh -huh. Shan was that person running things when uh -huh. you really listen to it. Uh -huh. Don't get me wrong, LL was on his up and way yeah. coming. That was 84. Right, that was 84. So, LL was on his way. That was yeah. his first single. He was on his way up mm -hmm. and coming. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So I do understand that. So, but you got to mention um, Shan. So now, but now, moving into 1985, mm -hmm. LL. You know what I mean? This was his debut. You know, 17 years old. You know what I mean? Um, this is the debut of his album, Radio. Yeah, yeah. And it went platinum. Sold a million copies yeah, back yeah, in 1985. Yeah. But that was Radio. That that was the album. Yeah, that the, album. Was the album. Yes, yes. Okay, that was the album. But yes. let's go back to, because I keep thinking, because everything keep popping into my head. Uh -huh. At the time that I Need a Beat came uh -huh. out, uh -huh. right? The Roxanne Phenomenon was going off. Yeah, yeah. The Roxanne, so that that was UTFO. Yes, they, they had that right. battle. They mentioned right. that. UTFO, yeah, 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 yeah. No, not the light skin. But no, but I'm talking about UTFO. I'm talking about um, the dot, um, educated rapper. Yeah. I'm talking about them, Kango, and, and if you know who they were, yeah. they were also dancers for Houdini. Yes. And yeah. now you ain't even mentioning Houdini. Yeah. See, yeah. see, the thing is, you got to understand what ranks supreme. So if you, if for that year yeah. of '84, uh -huh. if you was to ask me, who took, who took that year, uh -huh. it would have been um, UTFO, okay. because they spawned so many different rock sands mm -hmm. off of that one rock sand. Gotcha. It was like gotcha. 13 different rock sands wow. after that. That's a famous name. That's true. Yeah, famous you know what I'm saying. Word, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was like 13 was different name. rap. Roxanne songs because of them. So if you mm -hmm. want to ask who really reigned that year, it was them. Now we can go back to 85. Yeah, so now 85 and right. LL again. And the honorable mentions is Run. They mentioned the Beastie Boys. And they mentioned Slick Rick. You know, Rick was going on by the name of MC Ricky D back then. And he joined forces with the beatbox king, Dougie Fresh. And, you know, they recorded Lottie Dottie Live, which everybody okay. knows, Rock Lottie Dottie, and they did the show. All right. You know what I mean? Now, let's 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 do some history about that. Yeah. Okay. First. We got about five minutes. All right. All right. First, let's go with Slick Rick. All right. Slick Rick and Dana Dane. Uh-huh. It was Slick Rick, Dana Dane, 
and I, I can't remember the third person. They was known as the Kango Crew. Okay. If you knew that they was together, you ever yeah. knew about that? They was yeah. the Kango Crew. Yeah. That's why they sound so similar. Yeah. Dana Dane, Slick Rick, yeah. right? And then, and then you had, yeah, then you had Dougie. Dougie was the world's greatest entertainer. He was killing it with the beatbox. He, yeah. Yo, he was he was doing his thing. Yeah. So they didn't even mention the Fat Boys. It's so nah, good. Nah, I got yeah. So let's now, go. Let's go. We going yeah. into 1986. They gave KRS One knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. everyone. The they gave him. Master. They gave him the number one spot for 1986. And the honorable mentions again was Run, Too Short. You know what I mean. Schooly D. Too you know, short. For those that don't know who Too Short is, you know, well, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who Too Short is, but Schooly D is a Philadelphia artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Came out with the song PSK, PSK. you know what I mean? Which that influenced guys like Ice T to want to make music the do, same do you, in the morning. You know yeah, I mean? do you know what PSK stands for? Tell us what it stands for Parkside Killers. Parkside Killers. What? People always ask me what the hell does that, that mean? mean? Yeah, wow. it stands for Parkside Word. Killers. He, he actually was one of the um, first real gangster rappers. Okay, that yeah, and that's, that's yeah. what it sounds like. You know what uh, I'm saying? Dan's yeah. over here getting a lot of education, boy. Straight yes, up. up. We're going to the year that I was you know born. So now we're going to 87. We all right, know all the right. guard, Rakim Allah, you know what I'm saying? 1987, Eric B and Rakim released their classic debut, Legend. Paid in Full. You know what I mean? Rakim proudly proclaimed himself to be a writer. Not only was he a lyricist, you know what I mean? His lyrics were simply too complex to be freestyle. Right, right. But he broke down his meticulous mythology in the songs like My Melody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a regular competitor. First rhyme editor, editor. melody arranger, uh, poet, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, Raw was smashing everybody. You not, know what I mean? Not one curse. Not one curse. You know but what he mean? did curse. Word. But one. No, he did yeah. one. No, he didn't do much he did yeah. he did one so the, even in my melody and the honorable mentions for that year was krs1 ll cool j and kumo d all people that we already spoke to, yeah spoke but, but they they didn't oh man yeah, 87 man. you Bro, know what 87 three minutes left i know i had yo we got it we got to get back we got the part two coming yeah, yeah. next episode we because, gonna go in because, the next 10 years because 87 all right go ahead go ahead keep going so 88 was Slick Rick. Of course, we just spoke about Slick Rick, you know what I mean? And that year came out with his album, The you know, Life and Time, you know, Adventures of Slick Rick, you know what I mean? Children's Story, all of that. Everybody knows the history of Slick Rick. Moment I right? Feared. Facts. The Moment I Feared, all of that stuff. The honorable mentions was Chuck D, you know what I mean? Because of his voice and his content, everybody loved what Chuck D was bringing back in 88. You know what I mean? They also mentioned Ice Cube as an honorable mention. And um why did they mention Fresh yeah. Prince? And, and they also mentioned, yeah, Fresh Prince had a big year that year too. That's yeah. true. And word. They also mentioned Big Daddy Kane. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As an honorable mention. Now, the last year we're gonna discuss, 1989, right. is when Kane got the crown. You know what I'm saying? Before Jay-Z and before Biggie Smalls, Brooklyn's finest was Big Daddy Kane. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, yes so, he was. 
Mr. C was the one that introduced Biggie's music, as everybody knows, to, you know what I mean? Right. The people that put Biggie on. So, what's your thoughts on 89, man? This is the final year before we wrap it up Ooh. and get out of here, because we got yeah, a yeah. minute to do our clown of the week. Oh, man, yo, all right, yo. We're going to have to come back next week, because it's yeah, a lot to say about. Yeah, we're going to come back and discuss this yo, next week. Part two. Yeah, yeah, part when, two, that, yeah when that sure. 86 to 89, yeah, it's, it's, so many other, it's so many other groups that's not mentioned. So let's get to our clown of the weeks before we wrap up, man. We got about a minute left, man. All right. We got their clown this week. Okay, first, <clears throat> my clown of the week is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought you was going to the bowl. You was taking the Browns to the toilet bowl. That's what you going to do. <laughs> and my champ of the week got to be Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott out here getting... Songwriter of the, of the year. year. First first black female right. MC. First yeah. MC. Hip hop female artist to get. Yeah. That's exactly. my champ. Go ahead, Missy exactly. Elliott. Do your thing. Right. Shout out to Missy Elliott, man. Let's get it. Anybody else, man? About 50 seconds left. The, the, my clown of the week is the dude that decided to go backwards in the subway turnstile with his pants coming out. Oh. Oh. That's my clown of the week. Yeah, that was a female. That was a dude. Crack that was a dude. Killed. That was a dude. Oh, now God. Crack definitely killed. My hero, my, Crack my, kills. my hero of the week goes back to Caleb Plant, uh, losing his daughter a long time ago and taking that motivation and becoming an undefeated. He's still undefeated, super middleweight, and he's going to beat Oos, whatever his last name is, Jose. He's going to beat him, and he deserves to win. He earned that shot. That shot shout out to him, man. So, again, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to everybody that called in, man. We catch you guys next week. Bars and Hoops Radio, Music Vibes, signing off. We got Tune in to Bars and Hoops Radio. Where the world of hip-hop and sports live. Check this out. You're listening to MusicVibe.com. Can you feel it?